listening to the Cock and Bull Podcast, a weekly comedy and history podcast where my older brother and I discuss a, a shockingly true story with unbelievable characters. And this week we are joined by a guest. <laughs> Nathan and Spencer felt lazy and didn't want to do all the work. <laughs> well, hang on. This time I'm actually... <laughs> Spencer did do all the work on this one. Nathan can take off at least 50% of the goofs now. Mm. Fair. At That's least true. 50% of the goof load is not on my goof shoulders. Ben, introduce yourself. I, I'm Ben. 1841. Woo! Good year. Wait a minute. Solid oh, year. no. I was 21 years off. What? July what? 29th, 1820. Oh, bad year. How does it work? How do you fuck it up that bad? You're reading off a paper. I read two paragraphs ahead. You <laughs> looked in the middle. How did you just not start at the beginning? <laughs> he looked in the middle and he was like, 1841. Clement Laird died. Oh, wait. <laughs> oh, shit. Clement Laird Vallandigham was born in New Lisbon, Ohio. Now, to... to Reiterate, that's July 29th, 1820. In New Lisbon, because uh, when I look around Ohio, I think, Lisbon! Yeah, when I went to Lisbon, Ohio, I was like, we could do with a second. Is somebody, well, clearly, clearly it's the shittiest city in Spain, because they went to Ohio and thought, nah, here's good enough for the sequel. No, 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 because you know what's fucked up? You know what else is in Ohio? Toledo! You know where else Toledo is? Spain! Spaniards just conquered all of Ohio, is what I'm saying. Uh, he was born to Clement and Rebecca Laird Vallandigham. What is that other name you keep saying? You keep saying a last name and then adding, like, Val a Vallandigham at the back end. Vallandigham? Vallandigham? Don't- stop saying it like I'm the asshole. <laughs> that just sounded like Clem. It's upsetting when it's an American and I can't get their name. Like, I- I give myself slack for all the other ones because it- uh, that's not my tongue, but... Uh, I don't father, think Flendingham is anyone's tongue. His father, a Presbyterian minister. So he was homeschooled by the preacher man. This is yeah. gonna go well, isn't it? While he tried to go to college in 1841, he got into a personal dispute with the Jefferson College president and was kicked out without ever getting a degree. <laughs> what? what does that mean? He got into an, he got into a personal argument with the college he president. Fucked and got the fucking kicked he out. fucked the dean's wife. Let's be honest. Nah, that's the probably dean's what, wife. That's I like probably the it. idea of he walks up to him and he's like, "Those socks aren't in style right now. We're going with Argyle." And the dean was just like, "Get out!" Get Portugal out. is cooler than Spain. Be gone! In, 18, in the 1840s, there was a bit of a popular debate going on in America. Coke or Pepsi? Uh, graham crackers or grape nuts? Clement was an anti-abolitionist. No! Why? Why? Why am I getting deja vu? Which is a big fat word for black-hating douchebag. Um, yeah, I know! We just spent half an hour of unrecorded time talking about it! I feel like the people are going to need this context eventually. W ben came on to to host the episode that should have been up this week, uh, but instead... Nathan killed <laughs> Nathan it. decided to stop fucking recording it halfway through. Yeah, yeah, all right. Ferrite, you've been a very good friend to me this whole time. Ferrite, free plug, you're a great recording app, but uh, you done fucked us this time. You done fucked us. Who'd have thunked that it wouldn't be Audacity's fault this many episodes yeah, in? Yeah, really, honestly. The, not Audacity, not Discord, but Ferrite, you dick. Now... After practicing uh, law in Dayton, uh, Clement ran and won a seat in the Ohio House of Representatives. Ooh, big shot. Yeah, big, hey. oh, big time, big time. Uh, from 1845 to 1846, I could have just said it for a year. Par pardon? <laughs> 
I don't think that's how terms in the House of Representatives work. <laughs> it was a different time. I don't know. <laughs> he said as he said as a Democrat. Good. Yeah. No yeah. bad. Bad Democrat. Bad at this time. You got to flip. Bad time them. to be. Any time, time before be the Civil War, you got to flip flop who the assholes were. Anytime before civil rights, but... Ah, touche. Nathan, I don't even have a history degree. He served as an editor of the Dayton Empire from 1847 to 1849. That's a shitty name for your your newspaper. Now, during his two years in Ohio's legislature, he was staunchly against repealing what were called the Black Laws. Mm, a bit on the nose, I I'm don't guessing. know... Don't yeah. know whether to be offended yet. Which were a series of laws designed to keep black people in Ohio from getting anything close to civil rights. Yeah, a bit on the nose. Super offended. Fuck this guy. Fuck him hard. See, see, lots of Ohio citizens since the late 1700s came from slaveholding states in the South. I'm not really sure why they made that move. Uh, maybe something to do with work or to get away from the eternal fucking swamp hell that is the American South. Humidity um, sucks. But because of this, Ohio was one of the most racist states in the slave-free union. And the non-slave-free union. And the current union. And all the unions. It kind of explains a lot about our, like, you know, family, yep. Nathan. Yeah. Yup. As early uh -huh. as 1804. Trust me, I'm thinking, <laughs> I have I have vivid memories flashing through my eyes now. I see it. It's fine. As early it's as all coming together. As early as 1804, laws began to hit the books, including no interracial marriage, uh, not mm. allowing black people to buy guns. Took, wait, 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 wait. It took them that long to get the no interracial marriage one down? Yeah, Well, apparently. no, before that, they just didn't even have to point to a law. They just said, God said so. Now they had to actually codify it at that point. Mm. Mm. Yeah, Nathan's right. Uh, no interracial marriage. Uh, black people cannot buy guns. Pretty sure we uh, still have that. Denied them the ability to buy land for no good reason. Um, and well, several... What's a, hey, Spencer, what's a good reason? What's a good reason black people can't buy land? I'm curious. They don't have the money. That's okay. Touche, Ben. You win. Thank Even God. that's a shitty reason. Fuck capitalism. Um, and I think worst of all, several hurdles to prove that they weren't runaway slaves looking to settle in Ohio. Mm, good, 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 good. These hurdles were included. I mean, they would they would make black people look for two white people to vouch for their good behavior. In addition, you, you do. in addition to a $500 good behavior deposit to the state. <laughs> I fucking put less down on my college apartment for a deposit in the year 2018. Do you know how much that's worth in in the year 1804? $50,000. $8,000. Damn! $8,000. So for the to price say, of a nice used car, you can live in Ohio yep. and hate yourself. Uh -huh. well, hey guys, Go to Michigan. I'll leave you black. If you're white, you can just live in Ohio. You can and live in Ohio yourself. at the expense of your mental health. All right. And Jesus. your fucking liver, because the only thing to do in Ohio is drink yourself to death. Hey, Ohio, your rivers catch on fire. Go fuck yourself. Now, our Mr. Clement, to give you a little picture of his contribution to the world, said, yeah, what's wrong with any of those things? <laughs> okay. Mm-hmm. Mm, with the good old Strom Thurmond there. Nice. So, so after his first two-year term expired... Uh, Clement had a lot of trouble securing a Democratic nomination. Oh, why? He seems like such <laughs> so a nice guy. He somehow so wasn't he racist enough for the party. He switched to the Ku Klux Klan party. It wouldn't be until 1856 that he'd secure a seat in Congress. 
But wait, the and big I'm talking one? national. I'm talking the big one. Oh God, he got called up. Wait, so that's like that's like batting 100 in the minors and then getting called up to the big leagues. Like what the fuck? This guy is failing up very well. And he got he got he got a seat as a representative of Ohio after he petitioned the committee of elections that his initial loss was due to illegal voters. Oh, oh too many yeah. yeah. Oh, it yeah. just keeps coming back around. He even won his second term by a micro margin in 1858. I'm talking like a hundred people. Micro margin, micro penis. This guy had a lot of micro things is what we're saying. This kicked off Clement's vocal complaints leading up to the Civil War. If there is one thing this man is, it is vocal. <laughs> he claimed yeah. to be an avid supporter of states' rights <laughs> to slavery and Stop believed that it. the federal government had the had had rather no power to regulate a legal institution such as slavery. You have no power. What are you going to do? Invade us? Yeah. Now, yeah. This is the So what you're saying is he invoked the Cliven Bundy defense 200 years too early. He also believed that states had an implied right to secede. Oh. Which my god. Implied which, right of anything is the like I, I swear to God, I swear to God, I swear to God. Which in turn also meant that the Confederacy had no legal right to be conquered by the Union. Mm. What the fuck? No one has a legal right to be conquered by anyone. That's why you yeah, conquer. I don't know if, Which, <laughs> I don't know if that's normally a matter I'm of I'm sure legality. the Gauls thought they didn't have a legal right to be conquered by the Romans. It happened. Deal with it. Which, I mean, all of that, again, would have been a decent victim complex up until the fucking Confederates fired their first shot at Fort well. Sumter. Yeah. And even if you extract all of that, stop calling it states' rights. Nobody at the time talked about states' rights. I mean, they did. They now, talked about when their Clement state right to own slaves. Slavery. Yeah, slavery. When Clement was reelected in 1860, he got even more vocal. He said that this whole secession nonsense never would have happened had it not been for all this anti-slavery sentiment sweeping through the nation. Oh. My God. And he's not oh. wrong. He's just a fucking idiot. Yeah, he just doesn't understand what causation means. Now, he even made a couple proposed amendments to the Constitution. Ooh. Oh! I wonder for what those are. Now, first, he wanted America to be cut into four sections. <laughs> Wait a minute, you motherfucker! What are you talking about? Is this for a reason, or was he just... You know, not a fan of the way it looked. North, South, West, and Pacific. The what the fucking... fuck? So North, South, West, and Western. The four sections would each have the power in the Senate to veto legislation. Now, oh. the elect the Electoral College would be modified with the term of president and vice president increased to six years and limited to one term unless two-thirds of electors agreed. Now, he... Oh, okay. He there it uh, is. proposed this in uh, in 1860. So it was when Lincoln was president, which is going to make even less sense as this goes on. <laughs> oh, good. Oh, good. Now, secession by a state could only be agreed to if the legislature uh, of the sections approved it. Now, moving between wait. the sections was also a wait, guaranteed wait, wait. right. So he's saying. States. You can succeed if your if your own he, government he agrees on states it. States have an implied right to secede, but also you can only do it if my fakey fake government says it's okay. Exactly. Exactly. Why do we need to break up the what twenty states into four big states? I mean, they did just, it in Fallout, so maybe he was. 
I was about to say, he might have been playing the Fallout games. He was like, it worked in that fictional universe. I mean, he's playing fucking Calvin Ball for all I'm concerned. He's just like making it up. And he was a union congressman throughout the war. So he's just a very racist, Confederate loving asshole that would just, he would troll Congress throughout the entire war. He would automatically veto every military bill that made it to the floor. Automatically. Just say no. No edits for the military. He was, <laughs> he oh, was wait. also anti-war, but for no <laughs> admirable reason. When, against the shit that he likes. Yeah, but when criticizing the Emancipation Proclamation, he said that, quote, war for the Union has been abandoned, and war for the Negro has mm. begun. Which, like, had the mm. beginnings of a decent quote and then fell apart really fucking quick. Real quick and in a hurry. So he was anti-war and throughout the conflict supported numerous ways to end the fight and let both sides exist as separate nations. No! <laughs> That's how, not how this works! So on May 5th, 1863, he was arrested for breaking General Order 38. Uh, now, is this where it's going to start getting problematic and I'm going to have to not is, enjoy it? Is Abraham General Order... Eighty-eight, uh, <laughs> the one where they bring back all the Jedi, or yeah, uh huh. Thank but you, it, God. <laughs> I was trying to figure that one out. It basically outlawed public expression of enemy sympathies. There it was. This Which, is that. This is that fun Lincoln decide. Lincoln went yeah. all John Adams, Alien and Sedition acts, and uh, it was like you can't say mean things about me on the on the internet, or I'll get offended. Which was really and yeah. Like. <laughs> yeah, no, super progressive if you think about it. He was arrested on General Order 38 because he gave a pro-Confederate speech at Mount Vernon, Ohio, which um, a, a crowd of his angry followers decided to go burn down his rival newspaper's headquarters. Well, okay, yeah, you can't do that, <laughs> Alex they Jones. They have a better name than his stupid newspaper. <laughs> <laughs> I wish I'd wrote it down. I, all I know is he still ran the empire. <laughs> I mean, can we just be more... I mean, at least he's honest with what he wants. I mean, God. <laughs> he was he was thrown in jail and kept there throughout a week. Just a single seven days. A week? Of... Uh, don't don't worry. It's, well, it ends weird. Um, he was thrown in jail and... We threw Martin Luther King in jail for longer for daring to sit on a bus. He was thrown in jail and kept there throughout a week of protests and legal disputes galore. Um, see, all of his angry protesters who were willing to burn down a newspaper for him weren't really happy with him being thrown in jail. So you don't say. So um, the Supreme Court had to get involved. <laughs> oh, Jesus. Because uh, in this process... Ba that bastion of liberal thought. Here we go. <laughs> in, in that whole, you know, jailing process, uh, Clement's legal right to apply for habeas corpus was suspended. Yeah, um, we did that a lot. Which Lincoln was given power to do earlier that yeah. year. Yeah, good old good old Linko suspending that habeas corpus. No big deal. Yeah, like you wanna you wanna hail him as a champion of the people, but uh, at the same time, ah, you, you you suspended a lot flaws. of habeas corpus. He yeah, had he had some, some flaws. flaws. Uh, Lincoln, by the way, really fucking hated Clement. <laughs> I wonder why. He's not wrong. <laughs> Having called him in public, quote, a wily agitator on more than one occasion. <laughs> Man, old-timey old -timey insults were so, so tame. Now, not one to take such insults. Um, Lincoln, I mean, bear in mind, Clement has basically been screaming everything. Lincoln's a king. He's an evil tyrant. 
So Lincoln, finally having him in jail, uh, decided, eh, fuck you, um, and <laughs> sent the dude in exile across federate, uh, Confederate lines. What? You go my... All right. That is something we need to bring back. We need to start exiling these, like, super right-wing assholes to the places they claim to represent. Like, I want to exile Alex Jones to, like, Mississippi. The U.S. exile people? Now, I, I would admit. like to. I would like to exile Tommy Laren to, like, the middle of Ohio. Has the U.S. ever, other than this, exiled someone? I, I don't know if that's a... I think we have. It, it, it does jump out at you. That's it's like, that doesn't feel thing. like, um... It especially doesn't feel like something Lincoln would do, but... Um, you exile people when there's parts of the map that are still covered by sea monsters. You don't <laughs> exile people in the middle of the civil fucking war. I mean, at least exile so, um, them somewhere like Seattle. There you go. You can't, it's not exiling if you send them to Alabama. <laughs> it's not like I exile so, you to Disney World. So Naturally, a lot of people got really, really mad about Clement being exiled, exiled. Uh, and and they exiled held massive rallies. That doesn't make a lot of sense. You sent him to the place he likes. No, yeah, but those people are like, ah, our voice of reason has been damned to the other side. This union's a evil. So when I said people uh, started holding uh, protests and rallies about this, I mean a few people in the Ohio Congress were like, we must rise up, and then ten people showed up outside of the White House. Oh, god damn it. Uh, yeah, it's described as a very disappointing time for the resistance, so. <laughs> hashtag resistance, hashtag stupid Rose on Twitter. So, um, while Clement was sent off to prison by the Confederacy, yeah, they got him and they were like, even we don't like you, send him to jail. <laughs> um, uh, it's like a Boston was Corbett thing, it just keeps getting, just keeps getting kicked the can down the road. The um, Confederates couldn't yeah. stand him. Yeah, yeah. Lincoln sent a letter to the Ohio Congress asking them to finally uh, stop being contrarian bitches and abide by his administration's views. Uh, in exchange, he would revoke Clement's deportation. So, whoa, no. Who the fuck wants that? No, no. Keep that motherfucker deported. Which is something I don't think you can actually take back once the Confederacy has put him in jail. <laughs> can we have him back? Can we give a... Why did the Confederates put him in jail? I... Th well, when he crossed state lines, he said something along along the lines of, that evil devil Lincoln sent me here against my own free will. I surrender. And then they they just... They said, mm, uh, you might be a spy anyway, because that sounds too dumb to be true. So they threw him <laughs> in a North Carolina jail. Oh, man. Yeah, yeah, that sounds good. That's 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 all good things. I like how Lincoln's treating the Confederacy as a Union timeout. <laughs> In the meanwhile, Clement got aboard a blockade runner that was heading to Bermuda. Hmm. Whoa! So, so the South didn't like him, so he's going to the South-South. Yeah. Um, and from the Bermuda, he made it to The Canada. Bermuda. <laughs> the Bahamas? <laughs> what? Whoa! Whoa! Pardon. Uh, when I go, I go Bermuda, Bahamas, come on, pretty mama, not Bermuda, Canada. That's not how that works. A lot of time spent on a boat, I imagine. A lot of boat time for this guy. That's a big loop-de-loop -loop on a boat. Through letters, at this time, he declared himself a candidate for the governor of Ohio. As you oh, do. Boy. God damn it. Yep. 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 Uh, yeah, damn it. The, the Democratic Party, outraged by his exile, gave him the <sighs> nomination with an overwhelming vote of like 400 to 10. Oh my god. 
He won the nomination while being on a boat from Bermuda to Canada. So, I mean, just that there's not a boat path there. <laughs> You're telling me that's not a trip people frequently make? That's not a boat journey. Uh, though he did lose that election for governor of Ohio. So fortunately, the universe still fucking works. Um, Aww. You mean the guy that was as far away from Ohio as you can be didn't win the governorship? His I message... cannot campaign, and I am not allowed in the country, but I want to be your governor. It's His... Julian Assange running for president right now. What the fuck was he doing? His message firmly drew a line across the state of Ohio, giving credence to racists and a bitter message for them to rally behind for generations to come. Flash forward to 2018. His great-great-grandson, Donald Trump, runs for president. <laughs> but if you think that's where Clement's story ends, oh, no, 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 no. Um, he would go on to meet with Jacob Thompson in Canada, a representative of the Confederate government. What? what? Why did the How did the Confederacy get people to Canada? Well, because they can't go anywhere in the Union, so they got to go one step above it. <laughs> But how do you get to Canada? You gotta go through the There's part that wants to murder you Nathan. first. Well, you go from North Carolina to Bermuda to Canada. You don't take the ocean to Canada! <laughs> they don't have a wall. He and Thompson talked about plans to start a new Northwestern Confederacy. Oh my god, just stop it. Just Cons stop it. <laughs> consisting of the states of Ohio, Kentucky, Indiana, and Illinois. That's god damn it. God damn it. Damn by, it, God. By overthrowing... Remember, remember an hour ago when Nebraska was our bastion of hope? Fuck! Now, Clement personally refused to handle the money required for this rep weaponry for this revolt. Um, so that was his excuse for saying, oh, I never actually supported that when it floundered out and never happened. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Is he going to try and, like, two years later be like, no, guys, I was totally I on board like with the whole union like thing. People. Union forever! Go Linko! <laughs> Under heavy disguise, Clement returned to America to attend oh, an Ohio no, 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 convention. No, no. Stop, stop, stop it. <laughs> what is heavy disguise? He had Groucho Marx glasses and a fucking like wig on. What are you talking I mean, about? But it's it's the eighteen hundreds, so that works enough. I mean that is <laughs> It's not outrageous. like they got police computers to look up, you know, someone's photo or something. Someone just looks at him and it's like, I haven't seen a picture of you, so you can come in. Just imagine with a big Yosemite Sam hat and mustache just crossing the border, ma'am, and just keeps on going. I don't even know if he needs a disguise. He could just walk in. Lincoln, uh, oh, but I, I just, I feel like we glossed over, a 1864, um, attended an Ohio Democratic Convention in 1864. Lincoln, equipped with the best of the best, was informed that Clement totally just entered the United States and no! they knew exactly where he was. His Lincoln senses are tingling. Somebody just leans into him while he's 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 talking to he's trying to console his hysterical wife Mary. Sir, uh, Clement's back. <laughs> Clement's back. The only the only way I can see this working is if he crossed the border, threw down his bags, went, "I, Clement, whatever my last name is, have returned to the United States." Lincoln's Lincoln's reading the tale of the happy goat to an elementary school class, and someone just leans in and tells him Clement's back. He gets a stern look on his face, but powers through because he's Lincoln. Mm. On June twenty fourth, Lincoln drafted a letter to the governor and general uh, telling them to watch him closely and to arrest anyone if need be. Um, <laughs> Literally anyone. I don't give a fuck. I'm suspended habeas corpus. I'm God. Let's go. 
I did say drafted, though, because he eventually threw that letter in the garbage and decided he didn't fucking, he didn't have the energy to give a shit about Clement Valandingham. Yes! Yes! It's like when Obama just stopped acknowledging that Donald Trump existed for like two and a half years. It was awesome. When he attended the DNC in 1864, everything he did was met with equal amounts of cheers and hisses. <laughs> because they had that big pit of snakes! <laughs> he, he successfully... Which is what they called the DNC at that time. Successfully split the Democratic Party oh, all by himself, yeah. which normally requires a rigged primary. So good job. Wow, yes. Oh, we are. The topical references are on fire today, boys. Hot takes. In the, in the late 1860s and the early 1870s, Democrats began what was called the New Departure Policy. Where we stopped being assholes? Mm-hmm. You may have heard that somewhere after the Civil War, Democrats did a 180 and refocused their, you know, party away from anti-Reconstruction and anti-Black over to stuff that they actually, you know, had a policy advantage over with voters. You know, like economics, for example. So, you know who was responsible for that switch? If you Please tell me don't. it's goddamn Clinton Van Tinson. I'm going to... Yeah, I'm going to get mad. I'm going to yeah. get real mad. Yeah, if Clement. Um, he, he basically damn. pitched it to the party as, yeah, this racism thing ain't working. They're not buying it anymore. Let's try something This racism else. doesn't work. Trust me. It's all I've believed in my whole life, and look what happened to me. Look, I love racism as much as the next Democrat, but we need to focus on money. <laughs> when that big switch happened, uh, Clement stayed loyal to the party and shifted his paradigm. At least publicly. Um, he returned to Ohio and proceeded to lose his campaigns for the Senate against Alan Thurman. Uh, and oh, lost, oh. And wait, lost wait. his... Unless Alan Thurman is Strom's great-granddaddy. And lost Probably. his bid for the House to Robert Schenck. Oh! Brittany's great-granddaddy. Yeah. <laughs> now, in 1871, uh, one Thomas McGeehan was put on trial for murder. This is our Pulp Fiction time jump. I was about to say, uh... He was accused of killing a man in a barroom brawl in Hamilton, Ohio. Now, McGeehan had supposedly shot Mr. Tom Myers in the gut during the fight, but McGeehan maintained that he never shot Myers and that Myers had shot himself. Interesting. Yeah. <laughs> Twist! Now, Clement, a lawyer to the end, took up McGeehan's case and defended him. Oh, why not? On June 17th, 1871. This, is, this guy is taking a full-on Rudy Giuliani career arc where just like at the end, he's just like, hey, I remember me, I'm a lawyer. Truth isn't truth. Guns aren't guns. 18, on June 17th, 1871, in the courthouse of Lebanon, Ohio, Clement made an ironclad argument that McGeehan had not shot the man, but rather that Myers had tried to unholster his gun from a kneeling position and that he had stood up and as he stood up, shot himself in the gut. My client ain't got no hands. Clement really <laughs> nailed this idea when he was demonstrating it to his fellow defense attorneys and shot himself in the gut. <laughs> yes! Yes! <laughs> yes! God damn it, yes. Doctors uh, spent the day trying to dig the ball out from his bladder, um, but he, <laughs> he, he died in surgery the next day when they realized they were digging in the wrong fucking part of his body. <laughs> Yes! It's the it's the Alexander Graham Bell digging for Gateau's shot in, what was it? Uh, Garfield. Uh, Garfield. 
Garfield. Garfield. Yes, yes, it's that all over. God, surgery back in the day was hilarious. How do you make that mistake? The hole was there. You don't open up a new <laughs> hole. It migrated. The ball migrated. Well, we can't find the bullet hole. Let's just cut a new one and see if we can find it there. I see the hole, but mm, trajectories are tricky. I know it it arcs a little bit, so let's just let's take a shortcut to the bladder. I know it feels right. I've seen CSI. Someone get the lasers out. We'll put the laser beams up, and that'll tell us where it came from. The judge, by the that way, was the earlier bullet hole. The judge said <laughs> case closed and and released Thomas McGeehan. He committed suicide. To free his client. That is yep. commitment to you lawyering. To. You can't, as a judge at that point, be like, mm, I still have a bit of a suspicion here. <laughs> I mean, you want to talk about reasonable doubt. Shooting yourself in the gut is some way to create re- If that were, like, I would be a lawyer right now because I could do that. <laughs> uh, M- Thomas McGeehan, by the way, would die after being shot in a saloon four years later. God damn it. Interestingly, he shot himself. There are two <laughs> alternative history novels that you can buy on Amazon where uh, Clement ran for president. Uh, one where he wins and fucks up the country, and the other one where he loses and still fucked up the country. What kind of novel is that? Who writes a novel where the guy, lo- like, who writes the Al Gore story now, right now? <laughs> He lost. No one really cared. He made a weird documentary. We all ignored that, too. Moving on. That's the 1800s version of fan fiction. Who writes an alternative history novel about that? Like, how have we strapped every bit of history for good stuff? And we're down to this guy? Because I've listened to 35 minutes about this guy's life, and I want to immediately drink more to black out and forget what I know. Ladies and gentlemen, you've been listening to the Cock and Bull Podcast. We hope you enjoyed listening to it as much as we enjoy making it, which this has just been a jovial jaunt for my oh, evening. Oh, this has been a fun romp. This has been a real fun romp. Boys, ben, uh, I feel like I feel like we should thank Driftless Pony Club at this point. It seems oh, like a we thing sh- we should do. We should we should real quick thank, we want to thank Driftless Pony Club for allowing us to use their, use their song, There Were Buffalo on the Ark, off the album Cholera. Ben and I once went and saw them live. It was, oh, we uh, did? Really? Yeah. How was, was that? Uh... The lead singer's shorter than you would expect. I don't have any expectation for the lead singer's height. There was a guy there who was the uh, held the world record for fastest clap. There's also a video of it on the Wheezy Waiter YouTube channel that I believe if you look yeah. very hard, a weird... you can see us in. Yeah, There's a, a dark... weird video of a Demira show that I was at where there was a guy screaming at Dave Raymond in the middle of like every break for a song. Weird Bible quotes in the middle of this weird kind of alt-rock punk bar we were in. It was an uncomfortable... If you look up just Demira live shows, it's like one of the top three videos. It's fantastic. Nathan, Speaking is there footage... Of, I heard you guys have a podcast. Uh, uh, I was going to ask if there... Real quick, is there footage of you slapping Thomas Eric's ass at the Fall of Troy show in a Dunkin' that, Donuts? No, because we were... Bur- I'm pretty sure no one was allowed back in that venue after that. That was a coffee shop that they had a Fall of Troy show in, and I'm pretty sure we burned that place to the ground. And I did slap Thomas Eric's ass uh, during uh, the solo for What Sound Is a Mastodon Making. It was a formative moment in my life. Ben, is there something you'd like to plug? Is there something I'd like to plug? Is there something you'd like to plug? I'll is give there it something to you. that both of you would like to plug? Um, Ooh, let's do that. We'll finish each other's all right, sentences. All right, we'll do once. one word at a time, okay? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Once there was a podcast called Cooperative Boys. Uh, you fucked it up. Oh, Improv sucks. <laughs> We, uh, ben, you you take the you take the reins on this one. Um, it is a podcast called Cooperative Effort that 
is already out. The first three episodes of it are out. It is a comedy sci-fi uh, romp through one planet that is in space, and also not that planet. It's a beach on that planet, but you don't know that because it's a podcast, <laughs> and we don't mention it. Isn't you can tell by the Foley work I put in. There's seagulls. I mean, so I'm listener, intrigued. The listener gathers it. It's on a beach. There are there are fun jokes and not fun jokes. Oh well, hold on. <laughs> All the not fun jokes are ones that I wrote. Yeah, hold on. You can I catch it. Uh, it comes out every Friday. It's going to come out uh, up until I don't quote me on this. It we'll just say last week of December. Um, it's going to be about a twenty episode season. Uh, we put a lot of fucking work into it over the years, and we at least really, two, really we we did it at least twice. <laughs> we we definitely did it twice before we were okay with releasing it. Um, and we're I'll just still come out and say it's six years in the making. Um, and we we started writing it when we were high schoolers. We had to rewrite it when we uh, developed a real sense of humor. And we'll rewrite it again when we get an actual sense of humor. <laughs> uh, and yeah, we hope you enjoy it. We hope you enjoy it. It's it's been a it's been a blast to make. It's been a wild ride. And, uh, and if, yeah, we ho- hope you enjoy it. If you don't enjoy it, go fuck yourself. Yeah, go fuck yourself. Get out of here. Get out of here. You're not allowed yeah. to listen to Cock and Bull if you don't enjoy it. And if you don't enjoy that one, come on over to mine and Alex's called Bad Fantasy Football. We're over here. We're hanging out. We're yelling about football. Good cross plug. Good cross plug. We're building. Alright, well, welcome to the Fuck It Faust Network. Uh, Woo! I think we should workshop that a bit more, but. Ah, two thirds. Uh, Let's have a vote. Democracy wins. Uh, Spencer? Aye. Aye. Ayes have it. Ah, yes. This is truly how America was supposed to work if it was divided into four quarters. You can catch us uh, every single Wednesday, except for the times that you can't because we're liars. And uh, you know what, Ben? We hope to have you on again. Uh, yes, not, inclu- ben. not including last week. Well, or next week, depending on how time works. <laughs> Flat circle. Flat circle. Pull!